Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody, and happy July 6th. The reason it is a very happy celebratory day is because today I get my stock tank pool delivered. Yes, I am so excited. I feel like a kid in a candy store. And I don't know if you were watching me over on Instagram a couple weeks ago, but basically, we have a hot tub in our backyard and I wanted to sell it and I did sell it. We use the hot tub in the wintertime and I do love it. I'm not going to lie, like especially when the backyard is covered in snow and there's a full moon out and it lights up the whole backyard and it's just beautiful and we go in the hot tub, like it really is lovely, but we really just weren't using it a lot. And I, I'm a summer girl. I want to enjoy the summer as much as I possibly can and soak up all the amazing sun and warm weather. And so I sold the hot tub and instead I got a stock tank pool. So you can search this over on Instagram. You can search this online, of course. And if you use the hashtag stock tank pool, you will find some really epic pools. And basically, I went down the rabbit hole. I wanted an in-ground pool for our backyard. And Gaytan was like, that ain't happening. And so, and I mean, our backyard isn't massive by any means. Like it's small and there's like already landscaping and interlocking and then like where our shed is located. Like if we were to put in a pool, it would be a lot of work. So I totally get it. So, you know, he was against that. And then I went down the rabbit hole looking for like small pools. And I said to him like, you know, what if with the hot tub wasn't here, could we put a small pool in place of the hot tub? And so he said to me, you know, if you could sell this hot tub, then you can get us, you can get a small pool. And so I was looking at above ground pools and I just wasn't a fan of what I was finding. And then, like I said, I went down the rabbit hole and I found these stock tank pools. Basically, it's what you would find at like like a farm. It's what the horses are drinking out of, essentially. It is galvanized metal. I got the eight foot round pool. It's eight feet and it's two feet deep. So it's not like you're going to go swimming laps in it or anything. It's more of like a plunge pool, but you can fit a six foot floaty in it. And I am so freaking excited for it. So I was like researching and researching and researching and everything that I kept finding was in the US. And then I ended up finding a company here and they're delivering our pool today and they, they're they painting it white. I'm getting them to paint it oat milk. And uh, I will share more details about this over on my Insta stories and I'll be posting up photos and everything as we get it all set up. And you basically have it like a full functioning pool. It has a filter and everything like that. And I, I'm just literally so, so giddy and so freaking excited. And I, I wish... I wish it would have arrived a little bit earlier because then I could have like enjoyed it for a few weekends because we're off to BC next week. I I have my wedding in five freaking days. Like, oh my God, the countdown is on five days. And then on Tuesday, we are off to BC. So I am spending time just like pre-recording podcast episodes and planning for the month of July because basically I will be gone and off in the land of bliss and hiking and exploring and finally just, just taking time off. Like I'm so excited to 
get out of my house. Like as much as I love my house and as much as I want to hang around here in my stock tank pool, um, at least I have something really exciting to come back to. So that's what's going on in my world. And like I said, you can come follow me on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And I'll definitely be sharing more details about the stock tank pool and uh, how we're setting it up. And we have like a perfect little spot for it in the backyard, basically where the hot tub was. And yeah, that's what's going on in my world. So that's why today is a very celebratory Tuesday. And happy belated 4th of July to my US friends and Canada Day because that was just just the other day. And uh, yes, we did have to hide our dog in the basement in the furnace room and put music on and like shelter her from all the crazy fireworks all weekend long because she really does get freaked out. Okay, so switching gears, let's dive into our episode today. I am so excited for it. It was a really juicy conversation with my guest, Shay Leonard. We spoke a lot about mental health and anxiety and how genetics plays a role here with mental health and anxiety. Shay spends a lot of time in her practice uh, working with clients who are dealing with uh, mental health and anxiety. We talked a lot about gut health and mental health and the role that it plays there. We talked about the connection between food and mood and what it means to have mood resilience. We talked about living a low-tox lifestyle, and we talked about hormones and how genetics um, play a role with our hormones and what are some of the common things that Shay sees in her practice. And it was really a juicy episode. It was so much fun interviewing her. And she just dove into lots, uh, lots of juicy info and tips and strategies for you guys to take away today. So Shay was first introduced to functional medicine at a young age by her mentor, her aunt, while struggling with a variety of health concerns at an age of 16 years old. After seeing countless specialists and a myriad of prescription medications that led to side effects and worsening symptoms at the age of 17, she began to advocate and research for herself, which ultimately led her to pursue medicine as a career as a way to help those with a similar story. Years later, she met her friend and mentor, a functional medicine specialist and pharmacist who ran specialized testing and found various root causes of the symptoms she was experiencing. She's a certified physician assistant, practicing functional medicine health coaching as a mental health, hormone, and gut expert. So let's dive into our episode today. I really hope you enjoy it. Hi, Shay. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on today, Samantha. It's going to be awesome. And before we dive in, I would love it if you can share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I currently live in Scottsdale, Arizona. My husband and I and our dog just moved here a couple months ago from Texas, but I am a still a licensed and certified physician assistant and have been practicing for many years. Most of that time spent in conventional psychiatry. So I spent a lot of time there. I loved it so much. I really enjoyed my time in psychiatry. But through my own health crisis, I really struggled with a lot of pretty severe hormone imbalances and gut issues and some mood problems since I was about 15 years old. And unfortunately, um, I saw many, many specialists, even um, some really um, specialists up in New York, um, all over the place, and really never found any answers and never made any differences or changes other than try this prescription, so on and so forth. Unfortunately, that went on for um, a little over a decade without really any answers. 
And that was even through PA school and everything. And so through PA school, I knew I wanted to pursue medicine. I had wanted to um, be a doctor or something in the medical field since I was little. My aunt's a physician. So I knew that was a part of it. And um, I started my first PA job and really got sick. I was working in pediatrics and I was so sick every single week and month and I already didn't feel well. And it got really bad. I was crying um, in my car on the way home every day. Like, what am I doing? I can't help myself. How am I going to help all of these people that I'm seeing? For sure. And um, so that's where I knew I made it, needed a change. So I left that job. I started in psychiatry. And I met a functional medicine pharmacist who uh, changed my life and my health. And she asked me really simple questions like, tell me about your menstrual cycles. Tell me about your bathroom habits. What are you eating every day? All of these things that unfortunately never had been asked, not a single time in literally over a decade. And within literally one week, I had felt better than I had in years just from a dietary change. And um, doing that was amazing. We balanced hormones. We did so many amazing things. Um, But through that, she really encouraged me and said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm going into functional medicine school. I started a two-year program. I started health coaching last year during COVID. And I have not looked back. I love psychiatry. I miss my patients. Um, But health coaching has been the most fulfilling and amazing thing I've ever done. And functional medicine, taking that route, I'm so passionate. And that brought me here today. Wow. What a story. I love that. And I thank you so much for sharing that with us. I was going to ask you, how did you get into the health space? And that's often what happens. Something happens with us and our health. And that is typically how we end up finding a career in this space is because it really dramatically changed how we're feeling. And we become so just like obsessed and passionate about it. And we want to dive in deeper and and then we want to share that with other people. So I know that that was the case for me and, you know, same for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it was a, it was a game changer. I had never felt more certain about something in my life um, than making that change to functional medicine. Amazing. And isn't it so wild? Like those simple questions that she asked you, like how, oh my God, I don't even, I can go on the, down the rabbit hole here, but it's just so baffling. Like, how are you not asking your patients what they eat in their day to day? And like, the things that are we have to do all day long every day like we have to eat every day we should be going to the bathroom every day like the regular stuff you know it's so wild that that's just not a part of part of the conversation so it's sad and you know looking back to like some of my specific symptoms knowing all that i know now i'm like when i was 15 i was having like severe menstrual issues they were super horrible and painful. And I felt like dizzy and so out of it, brain fog the week before, and then had lost so much weight. I was so stressed and anxious and I was covered in cystic acne and had bloating and severe wow. gut issues. And looking back, I'm like, how was that not brought up? <laughs> you know, For how sure. did we make the connection there? So for sure. Um, so anywho, but So can you give us a bit of insight into like the before and after what you were doing initially and then what changed after to really improve your health? What did that look like? 
Yeah. So before I really paid no attention to my diet, um, that was probably one of the biggest things is I grew up in the early nineties, two thousands, and I ate toaster strudel every morning for breakfast and cereal. I ate all the honey buns and all the little Debbie snacks all day. I was drinking Dr. Pepper pretty much every day as like a middle school kid. Um, you know, and of course lunches at school, it was just pizza, 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 all of that stuff. And I knew in high school that I probably had lactose intolerance because I would have (laughs) severe gut issues after eating dairy. And so that alone, I tried to do better at, but of course, you know, what was the recommendation? Take lactate, keep eating the whatever pizza you want, you know, and um, that didn't help me, you know, in the long run, as far as inflammation. Um, and so really that was it, you know, popping my dolls and Motrin like crazy around my cycle, getting on antibiotics for my acne and basically ended up also saying, Hey, you need to, we need to probably be on something for anxiety. Um, and then also, and I was actually having seizures on my menstrual cycle and so lots of, um, anti-epileptic medications and it didn't do anything. (laughs) It didn't help. It made everything worse. And of course, everyone's experience is extremely unique. This was just my experience, but it was really bad. Um, I ended up not even being the same, you know, kiddo. And so I kind of really started doing my own natural approach as best I could, um, kind of getting off of some of those things. And then really the answer, you know, when I was older was you just need to be on birth control forever type of dynamic. And, um, you know, it, it balanced me seemingly because it shut everything off, um, for about two years and then crap got bad (laughs) because every day I was so depleted in nutrients, so depleted. My gut was even worse than before. You know, it came back with a vengeance after that. And so, um, basically I changed up my diet. I did food sensitivity testing, started eating, um, a pretty strict paleo diet for about a year and brain fog was gone early on when we first started doing it. I did take bioidentical um, progesterone uh, to really help balance that out, use dim and things like that to help with my excess estrogen. I own a gym, a hit gym. I was working out hit seven days a week. Uh, mm-hmm. So that stopped real quick. For she was sure. like, nope, no more of that. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it was kind of changes like that. Also, um, I was very much used to having bloating and severe gas pain. My husband has taken me to Walmart in the middle of the night, countless times of like doubled over gas pain. Um, obviously years ago before I healed my gut and, um, like I thought that was normal, you know, um, and then going to the restroom every three days or so. So after, um, working with her, just go in the bathroom every day, no more gas issues, no more pain. Menstrual cycles are very simple and easy. Um, I don't have, I'm not laid up for two weeks in the middle of the month. And I would say, you know, we had some amazing supplements and herbs that she introduced and I did do some bioidentical progesterone, but it was really the basics of taking care of myself, eating a healthy anti-inflammatory diet, getting adequate sleep and working on stress reduction that did it for me. Wow. That's really powerful. Yeah. I love it. So many of the basics, right? That we that we tend to undermine. Yeah, that's really great. So I know an area that you focus on a lot is mental health and anxiety. And you also do genetic testing as well, which I always find so fascinating. I did my testing many years ago. And so I'd love to know, you know, if you can share the role genetics plays in our mental health and anxiety. Absolutely. 
So believe it or not, I was actually lucky and blessed enough that when I was working in conventional psychiatry, I worked with an amazing provider who was into Eastern medicine as well. So as much as we could do, we did. He is actually the person who introduced genetic testing to me. We use genetic testing in our practice through insurance, believe it or not. We were able to do that. Shocking. Yes. So that was beautiful. So every patient we had, um, we did genetic testing on them, uh, mostly focused in pharmacogenomics at that point, which even then was a game changer because in psychiatry, I was seeing people who have been on, you know, five, 10 different types of prescriptions. And then we get genetic testing and we're like, oh my gosh, you're a rapid metabolizer at CYP2C19. So no wonder you're peeing out all your antidepressants and SSRIs, right? Or, or you're a slow metabolizer. No wonder you have such libido issues and weight gain and all these terrible side effects, right? So even just from a pharmacogenomic, so just how the body processes um, the medication genetically was super, super helpful in that moment. That was just the tip of the iceberg for me. Um, I became obsessed with genetics and looking into it. And then really once functional medicine came around, I realized that, you know what? Genetics is 10%. Still what impacts us the most is epigenetics, how we express our genes through our lifestyle. And that's what it really became full circle for me and working with my patients in psychiatry, now my clients now. I still do genetic testing. I think it's extremely powerful to Mm -hmm. understand if they have something like MTHFR or any other type of methylation issues, folate receptor problems, anything like that, because we need to make sure their methylation is working well so they can create neurotransmitters. It's not a deficiency of Prozac, Mark Hyman's always um, point. And, you know, there's some reason. And so um, it could just be low B6. Everyone I saw was on birth control pills. And so it was like, if we just correct this deficiency, that's going to allow your body to actually produce serotonin. Also nine out of 10 times, it was not a serotonin issue ever. It was always some sort of um, gut health issue or food sensitivity, whatever the case may be. So checking things like MTHFR um, to look at how you um, methylate is extremely important. I always love to check uh, catechomethyltransferase, which is the enzyme that breaks down adrenaline and dopamine and estrogen super and super important. I saw so many women who were struggling with anxiety and had the quintessential estrogen dominant symptoms, Mm -hmm. right? Such a connection there. Why are we missing that? And so understanding that if you are sluggish at getting rid of estrogen, as well as adrenaline, of course, we're going to have those physical manifestations of anxiety and things like that. Um, And it's not anything crazy. What do we do to clean up that gene? lifestyle choices, the not so sexy, magical things that truly are magic. So correcting B vitamins, using cruciferous veggies if needed to kind of help um, metabolize estrogen, um, but really just diet, um, mild movement, lots of water, um, addressing gut health is really how we can optimize those genes and help them express the way we want them to, even if there's some sort of variant on there. For sure. Yeah. It is always so fascinating. And I, I feel like genetic testing, it should just be a standard. Everybody that is going on medication or any sort of cancer treatment therapy, anything like you should, we should be doing genetic testing for sure. 100%. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine like if I were still, I, when I was in conventional medicine and I had friends, even just in primary care, like how, 
I can't imagine practicing without it because it says like, don't do this. This causes this side effect. Try this instead of this. I'm like, I can't imagine just continuing to shoot in the dark. Um, and so I, it needs to be a staple. I 100% in every primary care office. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So just continuing the conversation with hormones, I'm sure there's all kinds of fascinating things you see with genetics and hormones. So, um, I mean, you mentioned a few genes there, but can we maybe dive a little bit deeper in there and some of the things that you, you commonly see in practice? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I definitely look at a lot of metabolism genetics specifically for women. So things that are going to impact selenium or iodine and that kind of increased risk for thyroid. I, it is rare that I see someone with um, abnormal thyroid labs that don't have some sort of genetic variant for either iodine or selenium. Super, super common. And then we can see very quickly that correlation there. And I actually can help a lot of thyroid with just nutrients, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which is, you know is amazing. Um, that is so important. Our thyroid needs nutrients and most of us are deficient pretty much all the nutrients our thyroid needs to function. For sure. Uh, And so that can be super helpful in that way. Also, I love to check autophage, so ATG um, genes, because unfortunately I see those a lot, um, especially like a homozygous where there's double mutations on ATG. So autophage is really cell um, recycle, cell death. And if we have a little sluggish ability in that area, we can tend to have increased inflammation and insulin resistance and um, symptoms like PCOS and things like that. And so that's a huge correlation. I always, almost always see the homozygous autophage mutations or variants associated with mitochondrial dysfunction in my nutrient testing that I do as well. Um, And so it makes total sense that genetically, if we're a little sluggish there, we also don't have a good healthy lifestyle that we are already prone to this mitochondrial dysfunction, even at 25, 30 years old. Um, And so we know that needs to be addressed ASAP and not let go long-term. And of course, estrogen, um, how we process and metabolize estrogen, there's several SIP genes that are associated with that. But if we are sluggish in multiple of those areas in, in processing and excreting estrogen, it's very, very important to take care of that. Um, When I have someone with estrogen dominance, even my, myself, it's rarely, if never, this like ovaries gone wild of producing a ton of estrogen. They're probably just either constipated or we have some liver, some phase one and phase two issues. We're just having an excretion and metabolism issue or some low progesterone balancing um, that's more of the issue. It's not that your ovaries are overproducing buttloads of estrogen. And so we can really learn too that if you have those genes that predispose towards a little bit of a sluggishness or putting that estrogen down the pathway, we don't want it to go down, that we can be proactive about those things. Um, As simple as eating a cup of cruciferous veggies every day can help tremendously with how you're detoxing estrogen, making sure you go to the restroom every day, drinking some really great herbal teas. So there's so many different natural things we can do. And of course, we can take supplements like DIM and uh, CDG and different things to help as well. That's awesome. Okay. Thanks so much for that. Yeah. I often feel like a lot of people blame their genes for their current state of health. And I will never forget one of my teachers many, many years ago in school had said, you know, this expression that I, that I never forgot. And it was that your, your genes load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. And so, you know, can you expand maybe a little bit more on like lifestyle choices and how the choices we make really impact our genetic expression? 
Absolutely. And so that's actually still an analogy that I use with people all the time um, because it's so true and it's really easy to understand. When we think of genetics, um, we really do, like I mentioned earlier, it's really only about 10% of the equation. So 90% of how our genes are going to be expressed or shown through symptoms or lifestyle, whatever the case may be, is through our environment. So what we do every day, what we don't do every day, and what we prioritize every day. So that is for many, and also extremely empowering. And that's where we need to take our power back. That's what a functional medicine person did for me was like, listen, you are empowered for your health. Stop Mm -hmm. living in fear of your health. Stop blaming your parents' health or whatever the case may be. 90% of it is your lifestyle choices, the things that you increase that are helpful for you every day, the things that you decrease that are not helpful for you every day. And what do you prioritize day to day in your life? And um, that is what really is the biggest contributor to how our genes function, express or don't express. And that is called epigenetics, which was not very much talked about five, 10 years ago. It's definitely becoming more popular now. Um, and like I mentioned, epigenetics is just the ability to alter the expression of our DNA through our lifestyle choices. That is so beautiful, not frightening, maybe at first, but then empowering. <laughs> right. It's so empowering For sure. as our genes then turn off or on in simplicity ways. And that's going to impact your biochemistry. Brilliant. That's your hormones, your neurotransmitters, your immune system, your digestion, your metabolism, your detoxification, that biochemistry then leads you down a path of wellness or illness. And that's it. That's how it works. Our choices impact our environment. Our environment impacts our genes. Our genes impact our biochemistry. Our biochemistry impacts wellness or illness, right? Love it. Oh, that's so good. And it is empowering. I think at first, sure, you might feel a little maybe anxious about it, you know, but when you really reframe that and and reframe how you see that as like you actually have full control of this and so it's easy to like you said blame you know family history and whatnot and sure genetics can definitely play a role in, uh, on some level but there's so much of it that we have control over and i and i love that we get to be in the driver's seat every single day with our health and our wellness and make the choices that are going to make us thrive. So I really hope for those who are listening, feel empowered by that and not disempowered by that. Okay, ladies, I quickly want to interrupt today's episode and talk about some simple strategies that you can implement to support a healthy cycle and banish those PMS symptoms. I get asked a lot about products to use for PMS. And of course, magnesium is always going to be my go-to. So I love using the Canprev Magnesium by Glycinate. I personally take about 400 milligrams at night and I take it about 30 minutes before bed. Now, before your period and during your luteal phase or at least a week before your period, if you find you have a lot of PMS symptoms and mood issues and anxiety and sleep issues that are showing up, you could definitely bump up your dose a little bit and take some extra magnesium during the day, especially if you find you have cyclical headaches and migraines, the magnesium is going to be really fantastic for you. I love it so, so much. And it is definitely my go-to for women's health and hormones. And then on top of that, if you are dealing with a lot of cramps, then definitely check out the new product from Canprev called Cramp Relief. 
I have personally used this a few times myself, and I would say that my cramps, it can really vary from cycle to cycle, and it really is dependent on my stress levels and just how I've been nourishing my body and how I've been sleeping and hydration. Like All of these things can definitely impact my cycle and the symptoms that show up. So for example, if I have a lot of stress going on and maybe I haven't been sleeping very well or I haven't been moving my body enough and you know, just lots of stress happening, then I find that I I can have more cramps show up during my period. And then on the flip side, there are times when my cycle is just a very easy breezy and there's a very minor, minor cramps. But those times when the cramps are really uncomfortable, I reach for cramp relief. So this product features cramp bark, which is an anti-spasmatic herb that helps relieve cramps. It can be used for digestive, muscle, and uterine cramps. It also has some really great herbs in here like sweet fennel, ginger, skull cap. It also has magnesium and B6. It's great for relieving nervousness and tension associated with painful periods. And it can even help to target pain in the lower back and thigh area, which is where sometimes women experience some discomfort. So how you would use this, you would take anywhere from one to four capsules and you could do that about, I would say, three to five days prior to your period. So you're kind of like setting the stage before the cramps really set in. So definitely start it just before your period if you know you are really prone to a lot of that tension and even sleeplessness and nervousness and anxiety as well as cramping right around your cycle. So again, that product is Cramp Relief and Magnesium by Glycinate. Those two together could be really wonderful for your PMS. And those products you can find from Can Prev and they're available all across Canada or you can order them online if you are in the US. Check out naturesource.com. You can even check out National Nutrition. Those do ship to the US and Canada as well. And then of course I'm going to throw in here some CBD oil. I use the extra strength full spectrum CBD oil from Eaton Hemp. It is third party tested. It's unfiltered. It's full spectrum and it is 100% USDA certified organic. The product ingredients are organic hemp seed oil and full spectrum CBD. I love using the extra strength. I take one dropper full before bed with my magnesium. So again, I take that about 30 minutes before bed and it's amazing for anxiety. It's amazing for PMS symptoms and cramps. It's amazing for sleep and just really helps to calm the body. So it is definitely my go-to. I love it so much. And you can head on over to eatenhemp.com and use the coupon code healthyhormones at checkout and save 20% off. I also love their hemp seeds and their hemp hearts. And they also have some pet CBD products as well. So do check them out and you save 20% off site wide and they ship to the US and to Canada as well, which is amazing. And I'm throwing in one more product to this mix. That is Organifi Harmony. I speak about this product a lot. It tastes delicious. You're going to take one scoop, put it into your mug, throw in some hot water, maybe a splash of your favorite nut milk. And this is a blend of delicious herbs with cacao. So it does taste like a decadent hot chocolate. It's vegan. It's soy-free. It's gluten-free. It's dairy-free. And it contains some amazing, carefully chosen ingredients for women's health, like chaseberry, which is a very popular herb for support 
supporting cramps and PMS and encourages hormonal balance in women. And one of my favorites, it contains Shatavari, which is a herb that has many adaptogenic qualities to it and it can really promote overall health. So head on over to OrganifiShop.com, use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES for 15% off site-wide. And those four products right there, your cramp relief, magnesium, CBD oil, and Organifi Harmony. You can use those throughout your cycle. You can use them every day outside of maybe the cramp relief, but those could really, really help your menstrual cycle and your symptoms and your cramping and some of the anxiousness and irritability that can show up around your period. So those are my four go-to for supporting your cycle. And now let's get back to our episode. Okay. So I'd love to just go back and switch gears a little bit talking about mental health and the role that our gut plays when it comes to our mental health and the connection there. Ah, okay. So our gut health is our mental health. I know that's kind of like an easy slogan to just remember. So let's talk about why. So one of the coolest things is we have this beautiful, amazing nerve called the vagus nerve, and it connects the gut to the brain through our enteric nervous system. People don't even realize like what's an enteric nervous system. It's the nervous system in our gut. It's actually our first brain and it has like million more neurons than even our central nervous system or spinal cord. It's crazy. So anytime you get butterflies, you get this feeling that is totally real. And that's in our gut. It's just an enteric nervous system. So we actually produce 90% of serotonin in our gut. We produce over 50% of dopamine in our gut, right? Anytime we think of those neurotransmitters, most people, me included, all the way through PA school, thought neurotransmitters brain, neurotransmitters brain. That's the only connection. Right. When really it starts in the gut. And the vagus nerve that runs from gut to brain runs 90% afferent, meaning away. So gut to brain, not brain to gut. Our gut is literally telling our brain what to do, how to respond, what emotions to experience. Totally. Um, taking it a step further, our microbes, our little gut buddies actually have a huge impact in how we feel and perceive life. They are totally running the show. Um, And so if they are not healthy or they are out of balance or there's bullies in the playground that are taking over, that is 100% going to um, cause uh, systemic issues, including things like brain inflammation. We see that our gut lining, especially Um, in American society. This was me very, you know, when I got down to a diagnosis for me, it was leaky gut causing leaky brain. That's basically what happened. My hormones were kind of just like, they were the victim way down the road. Right. Um, And that really caused me issues, but the hormones weren't the issue was deeper, deeper than that was really this leaky gut issue. So leaky gut gets termed, you know, coined a lot, but basically our gut lining is semi-permeable, meaning things can go in, in and out. When it gets too leaky, the little junctions get too big, mostly due to gluten, um, but also processed foods, toxins, chemicals, uh, taking popping ibuprofen, birth control pills, all of those things can cause and contribute to those junctions getting too big. So all the stuff that we're eating and, and all of the stuff that's supposed to be hanging out in the gut is getting exposed to our immune system, which about 60%, which also is surprising to everyone. of our immune system lies literally right next to our gut lining. And so basically our gut stuff gets exposed to our immune system. That's where we see that we start creating antibodies, inflammation, cytokines, all of these things against the stuff in the gut. 
it gets into circulation and then it can start, those antibodies can start attacking random organs like your thyroid and your brain and all of this stuff. And that's where we're seeing this huge connection of the things in the gut are not staying in the gut. They're getting very much exposed to circulation um, and causing (laughs) just full on um, systemic inflammation and issues. For sure. So what are some of your go-to like gut healing tips and simple strategies that people can start on today? So really just number one, cutting back on gluten, actually not cutting back. I say a hundred percent avoidance, a hundred percent avoidance of gluten so that we can start healing the lining. That's going to be one of the most important things because we can, uh, you'll, you'll develop food sensitivities from leaky gut. And you'll just keep on getting different ones if you don't actually feel the issue. So healing the gut lining, I use a lot of mucolaginous herbs. Uh, So, you know, there's several glutamine we can use as an amino acid to help um, heal depending on how bad it is, not if you have anxiety. And then we can also use like marshmallow root and DGL. Um, You can also drink these in tea, bone broth, just having like chia and banana smoothies can help with the lining. Um, there's some concentrated formulas that you can also um, sure. take as well. So heal the gut lining, remove the culprit, the toxins, the food sensitivities, the processed foods, all of that good stuff, um, avoiding things like gluten and Motrin and birth control pills, all of that stuff as well is a great way to start healing that gut lining. For sure. Awesome. Okay. I love that. So let's talk about food and mood because I'm sure there's a big connection there. And of course there's a connection there with our gut as well and food and mood. So yeah, let's dive into that a little bit. Totally. And so it plays, plays a role in just exactly what we talked about that we need types, we need certain types of fiber and prebiotics and probiotics to help not only keep our gut lining healthy and happy, but also our microbiomes, um, microbes, our little gut bugs, super happy. Um, so we need to eat whole nutrient rich foods. Why? Because they have B vitamins in them and nutrients and amino acids and minerals and fatty acids. We have to have those to produce neurotransmitters, hormones, and all of these things produce ATP and energy in order to feel well. Um, And so anytime someone is struggling, we'll say with anxiety, um, we really need to look back and see what is downstream. If our common modern lifestyle choices are causing inflammation and oxidative stress, and we are not having any um, adequate nutrition, that's going to, of course, cause hormone imbalance and all sorts of worsening anxiety symptoms. For sure. That downstream inevitably will lead to mood imbalance. Not if, or maybe, or I don't know, inevitably. And so it's just like a symptom that we're missing the root for it. It's kind of like just that's what we're experiencing. So that's the diagnosis. And then we don't go further when really there is a reason we need to really dive into that. And whole foods plays a huge role because that is literally just the nutrients. We are malnourished. I was super malnourished. Americans are super malnourished. Right. Um, the foods that we're eating have zero nutrients. They're anti-nutritive. And we, we have to take nutrients to make these things. In order to have a resilient mood, you have to eat whole foods. 100% agree with you there. Yes, absolutely. So what does it mean to have mood resilience? 
Ah, so this is a term I always love to use and I always call it mood resilience because it does not mean we're never going to experience a negative thought or a negative emotion or, or some sort of circumstance, but you want your body to feel strong and capable of managing so that when something does come around, our whole body doesn't flare up and turn off and right. Or you have an emotional situation or you didn't get sleep one day and you wake up the next day in a foggy mess. And it's like, I'm not resilient, right? That's kind of the thing. So in order to have a resilient mood, there are things we have to do every day, every day, like eating whole foods, using tools to learn to navigate those natural ebbs and flows of life, like meditation, grounding, earthing, um, affirmations, um, movement, all of those good things, eating whole nutrient foods, making sure we are adequately hydrated and excreting properly, getting adequate sleep, eight to nine hours a night, rejuvenation. We have to have a diverse, healthy microbiome. We just spent all that time talking about it. Like I mentioned, regular movement, optimal mitochondria or ATP metabolism, making sure your blood sugar is balanced, um, and then um, really balancing out that fight or flight and rest and digest state. That's something, those are things we need to do every day. I just gave you a huge list and it sounds a lot. It's just maximize good stuff in your life. Minimize stuff that's bad and stressful to you and your body and prioritize healing and laughter and fun and sleep. Totally. That's what what all those do. But that's a requirement every day for a resilient mood. Yes, I 100% agree. And I like to batch. I like to batch things all together. So Mm -hmm. I go in my sauna and I meditate with my castor oil on and I'm like, okay, three in one, you know? I will, well, I mean, I walk the dog every day. So that's, you know, that's, I have to get outside because I have to walk the dog. I have to take care of the dog. Right. But like little things like that, you can, you can batch them. Right. So don't have to think of them as like all these separate things, but you can definitely batch them for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So I know that you promote a low tox living lifestyle, which is fantastic. And I mean, so much of what you've talked about here today is is really low tox living. But can we expand on this in, in more detail and tell us what you mean by that? Totally. I think a lot of times, I mean, I was, I had no clue that the amount of toxins I was being exposed to every day. Um, I have no doubt, it, you know, we can't necessarily measure that. Like it's very, you can measure heavy metals and some different things, but there's no doubt I was having toxic issues back then as well. The lifestyle and the things that I did now helped correct and help, you know, promote proper defense, which is detox, you know, through detoxification, but there's no doubt all of the stuff I was being exposed to eating, not going to the bathroom every day was just reabsorbing and hanging out with all of these different toxins, the beauty products, you know, all the bath and body roll on glitter and juicy couture perfume covered in every day, right? Not helpful, not helpful for me. And um, I had no clue and it's getting really bad now. Um, This is not to um, frighten or scare you, but the products in our day day to day, I mean, this is plastic. This is plastic. Listen, I do the best that I can. We all do the best we can. We cannot live in a bubble, but what you can choose to avoid, we must because toxins can cause hormone imbalances. They can cause inflammation. They can promote hormone media cancers. They're very, very important. They really wreak havoc on your mitochondria. That is where you produce energy. And it also mitochondria function 
and is so vital for your health. Um, when we see some neurological diseases and things down the road, when we get older, um, they're highly associated with mitochondria issues early on, let alone our poor thyroid, highly, highly triggered by toxins. And so um, there's so many different xenoestrogens like in plastic and, um, you know, everyone hears about BPA and and lining of canned foods and um, everything we used to eat. I used to cook processed. No, I don't even know what the ingredients were macaroni and cheese in a plastic bowl in the microwave until I got so hot that the plastic melted. And then you're like, oh, well, just do it up and eat it. And it's like, Oh my gosh, what on earth am I doing? We didn't know. But when you know, you can start making choices one step at a time. So let's reduce our toxic load day to day so that our body can focus on other things. That's the biggest thing. Stop distracting your immune system with all the crap that you're putting on it and that you're eating. Let's let your immune system take care of the stuff it needs to and not just all this other craziness that it's being exposed to every day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I mean, there is so much we can't avoid. You know, you walk outside your door and sure, you're going to be exposed to so many environmental toxins and things like that. But at the same time, there are so many things within our power and our control and the beauty care and the products that we use and the food that we eat. Like there's so much of it. And it's like that has a dramatic, just changing those things Mm -hmm. will have such a dramatic impact. So yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Totally. People don't, I don't even think people understand like how serious we are as far as like, so you're telling me if I switch to non-toxic, it could help my periods and my hormones. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Like that big of a deal. No, it's not like woo woo or crazy. I'm telling you 100%. It can help with those things, especially long-term. Ugh, our exposome, our toxic bucket is overflowing, man. Mine was overflowed, overflowed. We want every day, we want to get a cup and scoop out as much as we can detox properly and avoid that. Um, So our body has a fighting chance. It's brilliant. It's strong. It's not weak. It just needs some, it needs some help every once in a while. For sure. For sure. So I'm curious when you really started revamping your health and went through this transformation journey, what age were you? How old were you? I was when I first saw her 27. Okay. Awesome. And so this is why I asked this question because let's face it, as we get older, our Mm -hmm. resiliency, it's not the same as it once was in our teens and in our twenties and all of that. Right. And so this, I really want this to be like a wake up call for women who are listening, who are in their forties and their fifties and beyond, because the longer we wait to address this, it becomes that much harder to move the needle, right? Because now our toxic load is just bigger and bigger and bigger and all the symptoms and the, and the everything that, you know, is just building up and building up year after year after year. And so start now, like you're not, it's not too late. You can start now. And especially for, you know, mothers who have daughters at home, kids, you know, like, like this is so important to address with them now. So yeah. Thanks for answering that for me. Yes. Oh, I have so many mama clients and um, what's really cool at the end of them, at the end of our six months program working together is their kids have implemented these practices. Their kids have, are like asking these questions. My niece is the cutest. Of course I influence her, but she, she like talks about Biffy and her little, her Biffy, her Bifidio bacterium, her gut bugs. She calls them Biffy. She needs to eat the rainbow. She like, if she eats something, she's like, uh Oh, you know, they didn't like that. My gut bugs didn't like that. I'm like, like, I would probably be in a lot better place. And so she knows she like loves to eat the rainbow and she like looks at the colors like, no, 
this isn't in a question. This is a necessity. This is how I make lunch. And I'm like, ugh. and that's what so many of my clients with their kiddos, once they learn and implement these changes, it's really powerful what it does for the whole family. It really, really is. You know, so many of the women who just like cook recipes out of my book, they, I get so many messages and they're like, oh my God, my kids ate that up. And I'm like, yes, like we're not talking about boring and bland food and steamed broccoli. You know, there's so much deliciousness that you can enjoy. And if you put it in front of your kids, you would be surprised. Like they're going to enjoy it. So, so test it out, you know, don't make the assumption that they're not, that they're not going to like it. Well, this was such an awesome conversation. And before I let you go, I'd love to know what some of your non-negotiables are in your everyday life. I think um, it's pretty always simple for me that even more than food, we consume our thoughts, water, and air more than anything else in our whole life. And so I, with my psych background, um, mental health and mindset is number one for me. I know that when I made that shift of telling myself every day that I was not healing, I was stressed, I was anxious, I am this person, I'm never getting better, I hate my periods, they suck, like this whole thing, when when I realized, and I had help to realize it, and that's fine, yeah. that that was preventing me from healing um, and that I was, my mind, my body follows my mind and what I was affirming every single day was preventing me from growing and healing physically. Um, that was my biggest wake up call. And so I spend weeks and weeks on mindset because I know it doesn't matter what I say every day or what education we go through or blah, blah, blah. You're the only one in your head all day, every day. You're yeah. the only one. And so the stories we tell ourselves play a dramatic role in our health and our prevention of health. And um, so for me, non-negotiable mindset um, work, rewiring those limiting beliefs, those thought patterns, those fears, learning to meditate and use positive language and affirmations and, and work on that type of thing every single day. We have to train our brain every day. And then super, super clean water and sleep. Those are mine for me. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Super simple stuff. I love it. Well, thanks so much for being with us today and for sharing. Where can our audience connect with you and find you? My website is www.shayleonard.com or I hang out all the time on Instagram at Shay Leonard and you can always find me there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And it was great connecting with you. You too. Take care. Okay. You too. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Shay. You can find all of her links and connect with her by heading over to the show notes over on our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 159. That's 159. And if you haven't left us a rating and a review, we would love it if you can do so on any podcast platform that you listen to us on. And it really does help our episode get shared with more women globally so we can really help support them on their health and hormone journey. And come find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Come connect with me. There are tons of delicious recipes that I post over there on my feed and sharing lots of behind the scenes over in my stories as well. And I plan on sharing some behind the scenes for my upcoming wedding, but of course it is my wedding day. So who knows what will be going on and where my phone will be that day, but I cannot wait to share pictures. It's just going to be such a magical day. So thanks again for being with me today. I'll chat with you all next week. Have an awesome day. Oh.